Welcome to Automotive Insiders, the podcast series presented by OESA, the Original Equipment Suppliers Association. You'll hear from automotive industry experts on the critical issues that are impacting the mobility landscape. Get actionable insights on how to thrive in Automotive 2.0. Now, here's your Automotive Insiders host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Automotive Insiders presented by OESA. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Very happy to be here today with Lana Damon. She's a supply chain professional and project manager, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself to our audience. Lana, welcome, and how are you? Um, I'm good, doing great, and thank you for having me. Um, my background is pretty much 15 uh, years of domestic and international uh, supply chain. Um, I have experience with material, logistics, transportation, brokerage, warehousing, distribution, supplier manager, management, etc. Um, specifically to digital transformation expertise, uh, my areas of expertise include business process realignment to meet uh, changing business requirements and also ERP and uh, MRP implementations. Uh, another area that I'm interested in and did some researches is, is blockchain and cloud technology application in supply chain. And uh, also I uh, have background in data mining, data analytics, etc. Do you ever sleep, Lana? It sounds like you have a lot of expertise. You're probably learning all uh, the time. <laughs> it's not very, very, very deep, but it's broad enough to be dangerous. <laughs> I haven't heard the word blockchain associated with automotive. Could you just give us a little bit of information about that? And then I have a couple of things I want to ask you about digital transformation. But how is blockchain used in the industry? If very, very limited, it's basically been just toyed with. There are very, very, very few companies that have any, especially supply chain related technology that the uh, supply chain applications that are used that uses technology. So at this point, it's how can we apply it? Um, there are a few a few companies in transportation industries that use it for tracking. Uh, customs, documentation, et cetera. But it's very, very limited. So it sounds like it's something that's exciting and new and there may be a lot of it's promise. It's opportunity, and- but there are yes. a lot of challenges with it because yes. you have to realize you have to realize what what is it that you need this technology for and is this a better solution than what you already have? And are the benefits going to pay off at the end? Thank you. Good, Good reality check on that. Lana, I have a couple of questions I'd like to ask you from your vantage point as a consultant. You've been doing this a while. What are some of the common challenges you see leading manufacturers toward wanting to do a digital transformation? We call it a journey. We call it a path. And do they have any must-haves in mind in terms of we have to do this, we have to do that? What, what do you say? Um, I, will, I will split the question and answer it one at a time. Uh, so there are there are actually many challenges, but there are a couple groups of challenges that most of the companies we work with are facing. Uh, so one of one of the challenges, most of the company we work with, they have data and current system quality issue. There is a lot of tribal tribal knowledge, but there is uh, 
most of the time there's a patchwork of systems that are linked together, but very by various ways. So when you start digital tra transform transformation, you need to be aware of how to connect these systems properly. Um, another uh, question is also always cost of entry. What exactly you want to implement? What specific modules? Do you want a big bang? How to work is what exactly you need. Um, then there is always confusion of, of what to digitalize and what to keep the way it is. Uh, then uh, um, there's also the estimation of the scope of the project. So a lot of times people, oh, this is really simple. Let's just go implement this little system and everything going to work. But it doesn't always work this way. And uh, you really spend uh, need to spend time uh, pre and post the implementation itself. Uh, in the beginning, a lot of companies skip the preparation for the project. So they don't realign uh, necessarily the processes to fit the new business model. And then post, it's also very important uh, to spend enough time to make sure that there is that users don't reject. Um, and um, as for the, uh, you mentioned the requirements, uh, a lot of companies, depending on the company we're working with, they might have different requirements, but most of the companies have typical EDI requirements of forecast, your purchase orders, your ASN, your billing, it has to be digitalized. Uh, if you work with more transportation companies, they focus on import, export, tariffs, customs, clearance. They want these parts digitalized. If you work with domestic transportation uh, companies, they would like their NMFC codes uh, digitalized and ready to go. Um, also, most of the automotive companies uh, want their um, inventory levels visible. So they would want warehousing, distribution centers, third parties, inventories available so that can get if there's any troubles in there. And most of the company also like having early detection and warning in case of any disruption. And um, I think the only other thing I can think of right now is returnable container management. So it being either RFID data or specific type of labeling and automation. So these are the main things that come up at this point. Thank you, Lana. Very interesting. I'm very impressed with your base of knowledge. Uh, thank you. Let's go to another point here. Lana, how are you seeing the use of data and analytics helping the automakers you are working with? So we'll start, we'll start with data. Um, data is very, very critical uh, in auto for automakers to get specific data on time, it's a different between line down and actually smooth functioning production. So data is really, really critical. Um, then having data digitally transferred to you also eliminates a lot of manual data entry and a lot of waste when the same data that's already available at say suppliers has to be re-entered by someone to key in at the manufacturer. So all of that can be avoided. And uh, also uh, data is uh, extremely important in early warning. You don't have to rely necessarily on the supplier to not to forget to inform the OEM, oh, we have a disruption here, we have trouble here, there might be risk. The data might will flow automatically to the OEMs, which is, which is, and automakers at what they want. Um, as for analytics, 
um, analytics is great in the fact that they can um, they can automate a, you can automate a lot of what if scenarios. If you set up your analytics, your dashboards, your KPIs with specific parameters, here's here's the parameters you in green, this is parameters in yellow, this is in red, and you can set up specific actions. What happens? That allows uh, manufacturers to manage by exception instead of managing everything, every piece of data that comes in. So that is huge. And uh, it can save a lot of money by eliminating waste and by eliminating or helping to minimize uh, line down or instances, etc. Lana, are they ever surprised, maybe shocked and amazed would be a better word, when they see the outcome of getting near real-time data that, oh, you're kidding, We now we know. What, what's the mood or what's the change you see? And it also will depend on the customer or on the supplier or OEM we are working with. Um, there are OEMs that already expect good data quality. So that is already expectation, and they are really working on fine-tuning and managing. Uh, there is second um, second type of automotive manufacturers that are, they get extremely enthusiastic when they're like, oh, my God, I can't have this data. Let me have it. So they sign up for all the data. And what ends up happening in those scenarios, they get flooded by messages and without any good way of discerning what's important, what's not important, how to make decision. And sometimes um, they skip the step of making available customization so that you can turn off certain messages. So it's all or nothing. So this is a risk and this is actually something that happens. And uh, in some cases, some... uh, some automotive companies might not be actually ready or are shocked. Um, they may not be ready. For example, it's great that you have this visibility, but with more information and with more control, you also have more responsibility because now you know that something, for example, didn't clear customs. So now it is your decision to make to make this decision. Am I running this line and risking that this part might not arrive on time? Or am I making a decision and I changing my changing my schedule? Uh, also, uh, another thing is that's where people get shocked uh, is that automation was ma- will make hidden problems obvious and it will reveal issues in all steps of the process. And it is great because long term it's huge opportunities for improvement and everything going to get streamlined. But it is daunt- daunting it at first when instead of consistent good flow you get this error message this error message it you you become aware of a lot of things that maybe tier ones or tier twos were handling internally now automotive companies are privy to some of these issues that suppliers were dealing before Lana, there's an old phrase that goes, be careful what you ask for. It sounds like it's a really, really good thing if you're ready, if you have the people to look at it, if you understand how to use analytics, if you're prepared to look deeper than you thought you had to into situations and scenarios in your production, in your supply chain that, as you say, might have been there for a while and you weren't aware of them. You didn't have the near real-time data. So shock and surprise sounds like it could be 
wow, we really need to pay attention to this. Didn't know about it until now. Lana, I have one more area I'd like to cover with you. What is the biggest obstacle you see businesses facing during a digital transformation? And I know our listeners would love to get your advice on how to overcome these obstacles. Lana? So on the pro- on the projects that Corn Consult Group was has have been involved, um, most of the companies overestimate their current level of digital readiness. They think they are in much better shape or much more ready to implement certain s- system than they are in the reality. And during the implementation, the big one is a scope creep. If you didn't quite realize where you were in the beginning, but you want to get to point B, C, D, now you need to get to where you thought you were first and then to your ultimate goal. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of companies also uh, think about digitalization as a cure-all. That is not it. And for example, also blockchain technology had this misconception about it. It is not cure-all autom- autom- digitalization and automation. It will not solve everything. It will just automate the processes and speed them up. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of them, whichever, whichever way they're flow, flowing right now. Um, also, when we talk about scope creep, it usually causes budget overages. So in this case, companies will have to make decision what point, what to implement, what not to, to implement. Um, uh, some companies also have misconception about uh, security risks involved in digitalization, especially with cloud technology. And it is sometimes difficult and you have to work with uh, champions and stakeholders to explain that it's equally as risky to keep all your data on one server somewhere in the basement in this one area that can get flooded or looted or you name it. Um, and then the big one also is user rejection. Uh, user might be resisting to change and they might view um, digitalization not like the, not as the way to make processes more efficient and allow them to focus on exception management, but they can view it as a digitalization, just coming technology replacing them. So there is a lot of change management and change control management that need to be happening during these projects. Thank you, Lana. Any parting words of wisdom from you to the people you work with as a consultant as they start to come out of the shutdowns, as manufacturers in automotive begin to reopen, restart their engines, if you will? Anything you'd like to say to the people you work with? Encouragement? Uh, I guess any project that we need to restart one or work with we need to be very, very aware of the situation and of the people, how they feel, especially in given scenarios. And it has to be always a good balance of top-down and bottom-up approach. You need to involve everyone in the solutions. You need to work with people because at the end of the day, people make, make or break companies. Technology is just a tool to support or to help. Lana Damon, thank you so much for your time. We know how busy you are. We appreciate it. On behalf of Automotive Insiders, presented by OESA, Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Lana, wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Thanks again for tuning in to Automotive Insiders, presented by OESA. Listen at your convenience to industry thought leaders as they discuss the ever-evolving industry and how companies can thrive in the new mobility landscape. All episodes are on demand on the Voice America Business Channel and at OESA.org. Automotive Insider is presented by the Original Equipment Suppliers Association.